1824, in a little town called Glembokoye in today's Belarus, not far from the Lithuanian border and the city of Vilnius, a woman was about to give birth. In fact, it was just two days before her child was born that she had a terrible nightmare about fire and conflagration. Her husband put her at ease and told her that uh, the dream was in fact something very happy and propitious, that, uh, that their child would be someone with passion and, and power. And in fact, that was the case. Two days later, Samuel Mohilever was born, a person uh, by all rights we can, we can call a father of, of modern Israel. Rabbi Mohilever is, after all, one of the principal creators of religious Zionism. He's the patron of Mizrahi, which is the religious Zionist school so important in Israel to this very day. Rabbi Samuel Mohilever took his first job as rabbi in, in neighboring Suvauki. It's just very close here to, to Bialystok in 1860, so he was uh, 36 years old. He stayed there in Suvauki, serving as rabbi, until 1868. Uh, he then moved uh, somewhat south of here to the Polish city of Radom and uh, took up uh, his post there as, as chief rabbi of, of that town, where he, he stayed there until 1883. In 1883, then, he, uh, he took his post as chief rabbi here in Białystok, and it's with Białystok that he's most closely associated. He was here until he, he died in 1898 uh, and, and was buried here. Rabbi Samuel Mohilever was a religious thinker very similar to Rabbi Kalisher in Torun. Kalisher was a generation older and, and in fact was uh, um, Mohilever's mentor. Rabbi Mohilever had read uh, Rabbi Kalisher's fundamental work, Derishat Zion, uh, in pursuit of of Zion, and, and like Kalisha and so many other religious-minded Jews, observant uh, Jews and Jewish rabbis as well, um, he was able to reconcile traditional Judaism with, with modernity, with the uh, Jewish enlightenment, the Haskalah, and uh, su such religious thinkers, believers, were called mitnagdim. That's the, the plural, the singular is mitnaged. Rabbi Samuel Mohilever was a, was a mitnaget, and uh, as such, he, uh, differently than Hasidic Jews, was in favor of secular education, learning Western languages, etc., and uh, was also in favor of, of economic activity, which, as we know, is, is anathema to uh, Haredim, ultra-Orthodox Jews, for instance, in Israel, uh, to, to this very day. So he was kind of a bridge then between um, the past and, and modernity, and was able to connect people and cooperate with people broadly among the Jews of Europe, but also with, with Christians, a point uh, I'll come back to later. I'm standing in a courtyard behind a rather dilapidated old building on Branickiego Street in downtown Białystok, currently in northeast Poland. From the main street you can't really tell what the building was used for, only a sign saying that there was a sports club here 
and it moved address in 2015. But this building actually was the main synagogue in Białystok before World War II. And it is also the place where, between 1883 and 1898, Samuel Mochelewa was the rabbi, and it is the place where he proposed his idea of Zionism and made it known to his Jewish brethren here in uh, Białystok. Of course, once you do actually go behind the building, coming back to where we are, you can actually see that this place was a synagogue. You can see the rounded window frames. You can even see the ark at the back of the building, this kind of brick protrusion, the Aron HaKodesh, where the Torah scrolls would have been kept. So it is in this place where Samuel Mochileva tried to get his ideas of Zionism across. It is from this place where in 1894 he went down to co-chair the first Zionist conference in Katowice. But it looks like a sorry sight now. And who would have thought that from this place, one of the major proponents of Zionism held the rabbinate? It's altogether fitting to consider Samuel Mohilever to be one of the uh, fathers of modern Israel for the reason of his Zionism. It was as early as 1874 that he took a strong and public stand in favor uh, of the Jews reestablishing themselves in their ancient homeland in what was then still Ottoman Palestine. The occasion in 1874 was the 90th birthday of Moses Montefiore, the great English patron of all causes Jewish. And uh, he, he made a statement then expressing his, his favor for the return of the Jews to Israel. But his, uh, his career as a Zionist became uh, paramount in the context of the uh, pogroms that uh, erupted in Western Russia in 1881. The, the pogroms led to what was the first Zionist movement, Hofefe Sion, or Hibat Sion, as it's known. And uh, very quickly, Rabbi Mohilever, then serving in, in Radom, came to the fore. He went to Eastern Galicia to visit the sites where the, where the refugees fleeing from Tsarist Russia were, were, had found safe harbor in Brody and in uh, Lvov. Those, those two cities were within um, the Habsburg Empire and so offered a, a safe haven. While uh, Mohilever was there, he was busy trying to organize transportation of, of the refugees to Palestine and he did so uh, in cooperation with other religious Jews and with secular Jews as well for that matter, but also with uh, the Christian Zionist Lawrence Oliphant, who had come from London uh, that April of 1882, also in the aim of uh, helping uh, transport as many Jews as possible to, to Palestine. Mohilever and Oliphant met and uh, had extensive contacts. In fact, Mohilever went so far as to make a public statement in favor of uh, Oliphant. Some of the Jews were afraid that uh, the Christian Lawrence Oliphant wanted to convert them to uh, Anglicanism, but uh, that, that wasn't the case, and, and uh, Mohilever stressed so, that the Jews in eastern Galicia could trust Oliphant to be uh, a champion.
In October 1884, the great patron of uh, all things Jewish, the Englishman Moses Montefiore, uh, was celebrating 100 years, his 100th birthday in uh, late October. And the leaders of Hofefecion in Central Europe decided uh, to make that the, uh, the excuse, to put it that way, for organizing a conference to somehow um, put up leadership on this uh, movement that had, that had coalesced. And uh, things didn't quite work out. There were some delays uh, such that uh, the conference didn't happen on the occasion of uh, Montefiore's 100th birthday, but happened two weeks later, uh, beginning on the 6th of November, in Katowice. Uh, that site was chosen by David Gordon, the editor-in-chief of Ha Magid magazine, uh, who was also present, of course, at the, at the conference. At the famous conference, the first international Zionist conference in Katowice, uh, Rabbi Samuel Mohilever and Leon Pinsker were chosen to be the, the co-chairman. Leon Pinsker, of course, is the author of Auto-Emancipation, the great uh, Zionist work from 1882. And the fact that a rabbi and uh, a secular Jew were chosen to be leaders of, of the movement reflected its character qu quite well. In 1890, Rabbi Mohilever managed to, uh, to go to Palestine. It was his, his first and his, his only visit there. He stayed for quite some time and, and traveled all around the country visiting the, the Jewish uh, settlements. Outside the, the, the city of Hedera, he founded what was the first orchard for growing etrogs, those uh, lemons, as it were, that are so important for the Jewish holiday of, of Sukkot. That, that uh, orchard exists to this very day. Um, and is known as Gan Samuel, which means the Garden of Samuel. As we all know, in 1896, Theodor Herzl published his, his classic Zionist work, The Jewish State. The rabbis in Europe were rather skeptical towards Herzl. He wasn't, after all, an observant Jew, but uh, Rabbi Mohilever was one of the very first to openly uh, embrace him and to, uh, to enter into correspondence with uh, Herzl and, and to support him. In fact, Rabbi Mohilever planned to attend uh, the first Zionist Congress in, in, in Basel, Switzerland, in 1897, but his health didn't permit him. Instead, he sent his grandson, uh, Joseph, who was also a rabbi from Bialystok. And uh, Joseph, uh, during the Congress, read out uh, his, his grandfather's words to, to all those in attendance. Rabbi Mohalever died the next year, in 1898, and that same Joseph, shortly thereafter, replaced him as the chief rabbi in Bialystok. Rabbi Samuel Mohilever's legacy is, is enormous. After all, he uh, was one of the leaders of, of the first Zionist movement, Hofefe Sion. He managed to secure the rescue of the Jewish settlements uh, after the Turks closed uh, Palestine to the Jews. Uh, he did so by, by winning over Edmund Rothschild and, and obtaining uh, Rothschild's very, very generous support. But his, his uh, legacy is just as important in the sense that, that he... Uh, he established so firmly the role of religious Zionism in the broader movement. He died just a couple of years before Mizrahi was uh, constituted formally, but uh, he had already established the structures, the teaching, the doctrine, such that Mohilever remains uh, the, the godfather of religious Zionism to this day. Abraham Cook 
who was uh, one of the leading rabbis during the Mandate period, was a disciple of Mohilever, as was Cookson, the next Rabbi Cook, as is the Shas party today in Israel. That whole body of Zionist religious thought traces itself back to, to the work of Samuel Mohilever, best known as the Rabbi of Bialystok. The first Aliyah, which means the, uh, the wave of, of uh, Jewish settlers going to, to Palestine in the early 1880s, uh, did not lead to the creation of a new Jewish state, as, as we know. Historians are, are, are largely in agreement that about 30,000 Jews uh, did move to the newly created settlements in, in Palestine, but uh, it, all, th things came to a screeching halt by, by 1883 because the Sultan decided, in fact in the summer of 1882, that he wouldn't allow any more Jews into Palestine. So the ports were closed, uh, shipping transport was forbidden, etc. Et um, and at this point uh, a real crisis loomed uh, for the many Jews in these, these dozens already of uh, settlements that had been founded. Um, and it was thanks to uh, Rabbi Mohilever that, that they ultimately were saved. That is, Mohilever, uh, thanks to the uh, chief rabbi in France, Zadok HaKohen, um, managed to speak with Edmund Rothschild, one of the richest men of his day. And Rothschild, who already had Zionist sympathies, agreed and, uh, and extended uh, the most generous support to the Moshavot, to the Jewish settlements in Palestine, and, and saved them. But we, can, we need to stress, uh, thanks to the intervention of uh, Rabbi Mohilever. You've been listening to a podcast of the Jan Novak Jezurajski College of Eastern Europe as part of a project funded by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the Republic of Poland. Narrated by John Beecham, recorded by Bartosz Panek. Production, Free Range Productions. Mm -hmm.